The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, help us to receive your grace, to live by faith, to love our neighbors. In your name we pray, amen. We are saved by grace through faith and not by works. Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. All right, I got more to say. What, what is grace? Well, in our gospel this morning, Jesus says to the disciples, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That's grace. Also, we hear a lot about grace in our first reading from Isaiah. According to Isaiah, grace is being comforted by God and living abundantly. Isaiah says that everyone who loves Jerusalem and everyone who feels sad and angry about the situation of war and violence that has occurred there throughout the years, one day 
will be happy. Not only our Muslim neighbors, not only our Jewish neighbors, but also Christians and all nations will rejoice and find peace in Jerusalem and all over the world. That is grace poured out for all. Isaiah says that each of us, our bodies, will flourish. This is a great and wonderful free gift that God gives to you. But then Isaiah says, God is angry with His enemies. Who are the enemies of God? The enemies of God are those who mistreat and abuse their own selves and others. Paul says in Galatians this morning, thank you for reading this morning, Ingrid, that we are to receive those who transgress against God, God's enemies, with kindness and affection. Let us love the enemies of God. Paul also warns us to be careful not to think too highly of ourselves because we too could easily fall into error and transgress against God. And so this is faith, understanding that we have to take responsibility for our actions and not blame God. Paul says, God is not to be mocked. You reap what you sow. If you want to reap something different from what you have, you've got to sow different seeds. So the violence and the suffering in our world is not God's will. No. Because God's already forgiven all of humanity. God is not about punishing any longer. That means if there's violence and suffering in the world, it's our fault. Paul says that we have sown by the flesh and so we reap by the flesh. Violence against human beings and creation exists because we have fought too much according to the flesh and not enough according to the Spirit. Paul goes on to say that he would never boast of anything except the cross of Jesus. And that is what he means by living according to the Spirit. Why would we boast about Jesus dying on the cross? Because on the cross, Jesus turned the other cheek as he taught the disciples. He showed what true faith is, loving your enemy with your whole life, showing kindness, opening arms in love. It's not work, it's service and sacrifice, loving our enemies with our whole life. So we ask ourselves, is this kind of love for our enemies and suffering on the cross only something for Jesus? 
because he was special and had special powers? Or is it a lifestyle for everyone? Well, in our gospel reading this morning, we have the answer. Jesus sent out 70 disciples to do exactly the same kind of work he was doing. And he warns them, and he warns us, saying that I send you like sheep into the midst of wolves. In other words, you are sent to the cross to love and to receive God's enemies with kindness, as am I. To live like this is to live totally free, trusting in God's eternal life and grace for us. 21 years ago, you know, our our readings are on a three-year cycle. So if you think, wow, I, I think I heard this passage before at church. It was probably three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, something like that years ago. So 21 years ago, I was a camp counselor. I was becoming a camp counselor, and I was deceived. I was deceived. You know what they do to camp counselors? They get them together, and you're, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. They get them all together, college-age kids, and for two weeks, all you do is play with other 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old, right, at a Christian camp. Stay up late, sing songs, talk about your faith around the campfire, get philosophical, drink coffee late at night. And then once you are just having the best time of your life, making the best friends you've ever had, then they send in all these kids that you have to watch. The first time I was a camp counselor, after two weeks, I was having so much fun that I had forgotten that I had signed up to actually take care of children. But our camp pastor warned us, and it was the Sunday, it was this Sunday, this reading that we, he preached on, Pastor Jim Proper, before the children came, and we were up at Camp Yulidua, now called Luther Glen, in Ukaipa, up on the mountain, looking west, down seeing Upland and Ontario and the Inland Valley all the way to the ocean. It's a spectacular view if you've never seen it. And Pastor Jim Proper said, you, and there were about 70 of us camp counselors, not that many, but about that. He said, you are being sent out two by two to cabins, and in your cabins you're going to have 10 campers, and you're going to have to give them peace and care for them and love them even when they irritate you. And that's exactly what happened. I remember my first week of being a camp counselor, the cabin that I was taking care of, let me just put it this way, a plumber was needed multiple times. And I was the one to be that plumber and to care for the children, to help them through those difficult nights, and to teach them about Jesus every day. It was a lot different than just hanging out with other young adults having a good time. 
but it turned out it was pretty meaningful and rewarding and worth it. And so, my friends, sisters and brothers in Christ, here we are, not quite 70, and you are being sent out after this worship service to go into the world, to share God's peace with everybody that you come in contact with. It might return to you, it might not always, but we open our arms in love like Jesus did for us, and we do with every fiber in our body, we try to extend that same grace and that same freedom that Jesus gave to us by His love. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day, My Soul Proclaims Your Greatness. Please stand as you're able. <laughs>